Sri Aurobindo on food. With regard to the food that man takes, there are two factors that determine or prescribe it. First of all, the real need of the body, that is to say, what the body actually requires for its maintenance, the elements to meet the chemical changes occurring there, something quite material and very definite, visa the kind of food and the quality. But usually, this real need of the body is obscured and submerged under the demands of another kind of agency, almost altogether foreign to it, vital desire and mental notions. Indeed, the menu of our table at least 90% of it is arranged so as to satisfy the demands of the second category. The consideration that should come first comes last, in fact. The body is at present a slave of the mind and the vital. It is hardly given the freedom of choosing its own requirements in the right quantity and quality. That is why the body is seen to suffer everywhere and is normally sick for the greater part of its earthly existence. It is the attachment to food, the greed, and eagerness for it, making it an unduly important thing in life that is contrary to the spirit of yoga. To be aware that something is pleasant to the palate is not wrong. Only one must have no desire or hankering for it, no exultation in getting it, no displeasure or regret at not getting it. One must be calm and equal, not getting upset or dissatisfied when the food is not tasty or not in abundance eating the fixed amount that is necessary, not less or more. There should be neither eagerness nor repugnance. To be always thinking about food and troubling the mind is quite the wrong way of getting rid of the food desire. Put the food element in the right place in the life, in a small corner, and don't concentrate on it, 
but on other things. Neither neglect this turn of the nature, food desire, nor make too much of it. It has to be dealt with, purified and mastered, but without giving it too much importance. There are two ways of conquering it. One of detachment, learning to regard food only as a physical necessity and the vital satisfaction of the stomach and the palate as a thing of little or no importance. The other is to be able to take without insistence or seeking any food given and to find in it, whether pronounced good or bad by others, the equal rasa, not of the food for its own sake, but of the universal ananda. The idea of giving up food is a wrong inspiration. You can go on with a small quantity of food, but not without food altogether, except for a comparatively short time. Remember what the Gita says, Yoga is not for one who eats in excess, nor for one who abstains from eating altogether. Vital energy is one thing. Of that one can draw a great amount without food and often it increases with fasting. But physical substance without which life loses its support is of a different order. Greed for food has to be overcome, but it has not to be given too much thought. The proper attitude to food is a certain equality. Food is for the maintenance of the body, and one should take enough for that, what the body needs. If one gives less, the body feels the need and hankers. If you give more, then that is indulging the vital. As for particular foods the palate likes, the attitude of the mind and vital should be, if I get, I take. If I don't get, I shall not mind. One should not think too much of food, either to indulge or unduly to repress. That is the best. Do not trouble your mind about food. 
take it in the right quantity, neither too much nor too little, without greed or repulsion, as the means given you by the mother for the maintenance of the body in the right spirit, offering it to the divine in you, then it need not create tamas. The mother on food. Physically, we depend upon food to live, unfortunately. For with food, we daily and constantly take in a formidable amount of inconscience, of tamas, heaviness, stupidity. One can't do otherwise, unless constantly, without a break, we remain completely aware and as soon as an element is introduced into our body, we immediately work upon it to extract from it only the light and reject all that may darken our consciousness. This is the origin and rational explanation of the religious practice of consecrating one's food to God before taking it. When eating, one aspires that the food may not be taken for the little human ego, but as an offering to the divine consciousness within oneself. In all yogas, all religions, this is encouraged. This is the origin of that practice, of contacting the consciousness behind, precisely to diminish as much as possible the absorption of an inconscience which increases daily, constantly, without one's being aware of it. The all-absorbing interest which nearly all human beings, even the most intellectual, have in food, its preparation and its consumption, should be replaced by an almost chemical knowledge of the needs of the body and a very scientific austerity in satisfying them.